Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hello. I'm always excited to bring my guests live to you, especially today's guests. Because Kate, you're going to love her. She's got so much value that she's about to bring. And she's somebody who just means so, so much to me. So I'm going to start by reading Kate's official bio. And then I'm going to tell you how I know Kate and what she means to me. So first of all, Kate, welcome. So excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I've heard so much about this community. I'm excited to actually be here. Well, you are part of the reason that this community exists and exists the way that it does. I'll explain more about that later. So here is who Kate is. Growing up, this is her bio. Growing up, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur, but my journey through motherhood led me to kickstarting a virtual assistance business so that I could stay home and raise my kids. After six years, I saw the endless cycle of VAs who craved success, but struggled to find clients, balance mom life and business, and see what was truly possible for themselves. We all have marketable skills, but so many of us lack the business and marketing strategies required to achieve the success we so desperately crave. Now, as a VA success coach, I teach incredible moms and women the simple but powerful business and marketing strategies they need to scale their VA businesses to 5K plus months and beyond without sacrificing their family time or their sanity in the process. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Love it. Right. Like how can we do this and not sacrifice our lives in the meantime? We want to build a business that we love, not a a business that we hate. And you've done that so beautifully. And that's why it's amazing now that you help other women do the same. Yes. And I love it. It's so fun. Yes. And by the way, just from that bio, let's not even sell her short because that bio talks about who she is as a VA coach. I want you to know one of the reasons that I love Kate so much, besides the fact that she's just an amazing person is She was my coach for a long time as well. And you have an ability to help VAs market and sell themselves. But I bet what you help them with more often than not is what I know you helped me with so powerfully, which is the mindset piece. Yeah, it really comes down to the mindset and the business. And it doesn't matter what business you're in, the strategies are all the same. Yeah, that thank you for saying that too. And strategy is strategy is strategy. Any of them? What what what's the rule? Any of them? They all work they all work. And it's your belief in it that is going to make the difference. And I'll tell this quick story about Kate. So she was my coach for a whole year. And for those of you that have heard this story before, by the way, I'm not any different than any of you. I have my own mindset challenges. I have my own, you know, fears and and things that come up along the way. That's why I will always invest in myself. That's why I will always, always, always have a coach. There's no way I'm ever going to do this thing without having a coach and many times multiple coaches. And the the story goes that I was on a one of my coaching sessions with Kate and it was very early on when you and I were just getting to know each other and I was stuck on something. And to be honest, I don't even remember what it was. I have no either. clue what it was, but I was so stuck in spin out and I was actually pretty hell bent on staying stuck. 
And I was just spinning and spinning and spinning. And I wanted to stay there. And finally, you were the first coach that ever asked me this. You said, Nicole, do you want me to let you spin out? And it just, it actually was a pattern interrupt for me because I was like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I do. And you were like, okay. And then you did. And it was the best thing because it was almost like I needed to spin that energy out of me. And then I was available for you. And you and I pretty much started every, I should say, I started every session like that, where I came to the session with like verbal diarrhea of everything that I needed to spit out so that I could then be ready to start from ground zero. And you were one of the first people that ever really saw that was needed from me or that, that I felt like that was something that was going to help me. So thank you for that. I know I've told you thank you in the past, but for those of you that know that story that I've told, Kate was the coach who did it. And Kate was also the coach that was there with me when I had my first 10 K day. Yes. Oh, that was my favorite day ever. It was so fun. Yeah, it was so fun. And let me just be honest with all of you. If you haven't heard the story yet, that was also a very spinny kind of day. And I was stuck. Now I had had a lot of sales. I had had a, a very consistently at a certain level. I think I was varying between like five to 8k very consistently. And I wanted so badly to have that 10k month. And on that session with you, I was just in a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I have four calls today. I'm going to go close every single one of them. And it was because you said a couple of things to me. And right at the very end, it was like, I remember the last five minutes was like, just very uplifting for me in a way that like, I'd never felt before. And I said to you, I'm going to go do it. And I did one by one, one by one, one by one. And by the end of the day, I reached out to you and said, I I think I reached out to you after each person and said, close another one, close (laughs) another one. And by the end of the day, not only had I closed my biggest package that I had ever sold that day, because I sold the highest package I'd ever sold. I also had a 10 K, not a 10 K month, a 10 K day. And you celebrated with me, Gina celebrated with me. And I like to mention that because Kate, you've been there for a lot of the really incremental, awesome parts of my career. And I just, I thank you for that. And that's one of the reasons why I just adore you and love you so much because you've been such a huge area of support for me. Well, it's mutual. And, you know, one thing I found and that you do really well, Nicole, you said, you know, you spun out in the sessions and you needed that. And it's true. But here's what many people aren't able to do is to get out of that spin and actually get a result. Mm -hmm. So we may have spent sometimes 45, sometimes 50 minutes in spin, but those last 10 or 15 minutes were powerhouse. You're like, I'm done what am I doing? And you would take that homework and you would run. Same with that 10 K day. You came and you're like, I'm never going to do this. Like, I can't even remember what some of the stuff was, but you were like hell bent that it wasn't going to happen. And then you left that and you're like, screw it. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to go do all of these. And you did. I remember getting like every message, like I got one, I got two, that's three. And I was, I was sitting at home with my kids that day. I remember I was sitting at home with my kids. And by the third one, I was crying and my son's like, mommy, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. (laughs) Actually, you sent me a message with your kids and you were all singing and telling me congratulations. I remember that too. Like I just got chills as you were saying that because I was crying that day, tears of joy, tears of you know, and, and I don't want to make this about me or my story, but I did want to highlight that because I also want to say what that day proved to me more than anything 
is yes, the 10 K was cool. I'm never going to not get excited about money, Yeah, but it was more about the possibility. It was more about what it showed me was possible for me, for my business and to see how in doubt and fear I was earlier that day. And to see what a coach, a really powerful coach and a powerful coaching session was able to do to kind of reverse that for me and then send me on my way and then celebrate with me as I did it. Like that's the power of coaching and that's the power of belief. And that's what you helped me with that day. So thank you for that. Of course. Yeah. And you said something really important there, the power of belief, and it's the power of making a decision up until that point. I don't know that you truly understood the power of you just saying this is happening and doing it. And I see so many women who are like, yeah, I'll get there. Or yeah, I want that. But in that moment, you said, I am doing this. And I remember you said it was such conviction. I had no doubt in my mind that that was going to happen. And so it's, you know, it's so powerful for people to realize that that decision is the first part of taking action. And when you combine those two things, you're unstoppable. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to put it. You combine those two things, make that decision. Like it's in your exact, I still have such a connection to the energy I felt that day when we were getting off that call. There was no doubt in my mind it was happening. It, it just, it was an absolute. And so you're right. It was like, I knew it was happening. I made a decision. I took action and it was unstoppable from that point. So amazing. And ladies, let, let's just let it be known. Um, we're all walking permission slips. And that's one of the things that's why I love telling my stories. My stories are not just for me. My stories are for others to understand what's possible for you too. And making a decision is the beginning of that. And hearing what's possible from other women who have done it is a big piece of helping you stay in that belief. Absolutely. And that vulnerability, right? People can connect with that vulnerability and actually just shared in my community yesterday about like the first day of school and, you know, how that felt as a mom and as a business owner and all that can come of it. And I got so many messages from women being like, wow, your story, like I feel the same way, but I didn't know how to put it into words. And when we can share just a taste of vulnerability, you don't have to go share your sob story. You don't have to get vulnerable beyond your comfort level, but just that one piece where people can connect with you and whether it's sharing with your Facebook community or your team or even a client, it's that one piece of connection that brings them that much closer. That's what attracts them to you. And also not only did Kate help me with all the stories that we've already mentioned, but Kate has been an incremental part of my team, me finding Carly. For those of you, most everybody in here now knows Carly because I talk about her all the time. (laughs) She is my right-hand woman. Kate was part of getting the second Carly as well. And Kate's knowledge and expertise in the area of virtual assistants is why she's such an amazing coach for virtual assistants. And that's why I'm so excited to have her here today to share with all of you what I learned from Kate. I mean, Kate's the reason I was able to find my Carly and my second Carly and able to really understand how to make a team work for me and my business. Like we are now a company working together. And a large part of that is everything I learned from you. So I'm excited to have you here today to share with everybody else what you know. So let's chat what, uh, you know, grow more, scale faster. These are all things we hear all the time. And then what a lot of people think is, oh, it's one more area. I have to put money into my business. Yeah. Why is this one of the best areas for people to invest in? Because without it, you're stagnant. You can only do so much on your own. And, you know, I think I'm going to say every business owner at some point hits that point where they're like, I am either burning out or I simply cannot do anything more 
or I can't make any more money. Any of those three reasons are you're beyond the point of needing to hire a team member. Ideally, you hire them before you hit that point, but oftentimes people push and push and push themselves until they have to hire a team member. But when they get to that point and they're beyond the point of hiring, then it's just overwhelming because now they have so much more on their plate. And the idea of adding one more team member or one more to do or writing that SOP or whatever it may be, you add that onto your plate and it's just the breaking point. And so unfortunately, a lot of businesses that fail, fail because they didn't hire a team member at the right time. Right. You know what it makes me think of? And and my health coaching group will get this. You don't have to wait until you're sick to get healthy. Yeah. It's the 100%. same thing. You don't have to wait until you're desperate and in dire straits to get the help and the support you need in your business. And the thing I want to mention with that too is, you know, it makes it so much more fun when you delegate the tasks that are energy sucks for you, delegate the tasks that you don't enjoy doing. You actually get to enjoy your business more because you get to do the things you like doing and you're supporting somebody else to do the things that they like doing. And it helps you in your business. And I know you can relate to this, Nicole, because I was with you for part of the journey of hiring your first team member, but I'll tell you my story of when I hired my first team member business before that was really lonely. Yeah, I had clients and yeah, I had these calls, but it was always the professional side of me. And I try to keep, there's a very fine line between real me and professional me because I just feel like it's all me. But there is that element of like, I'm not going to drop an F-bomb on a client call, but if I have the right team member that gets me, you know, that's an acceptable way of talking. Let the F-bombs fly. (laughs) Right? And it's, it's fun. And so when I brought in a team member that she's like my person. She is so much like me. We get along really well. She knows what I need before I know that I need it. And it's just fun. I send her messages to celebrate when we've had another sale or I send her messages when I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do with this? And she's just there to bounce ideas around. So yeah, it's a team member, but it's also like having a biz bestie. And it's also like having that accountability partner. So yeah, you're paying for a team member, but you get so much more when you have the right person. And I can't put enough emphasis on the right person because I know you and I both have hired the wrong person Yep, Yep. and (laughs) And that's painful. So if it's painful, you're not working with the right person. Right. Exactly. I think that's a really good way to put it. And it, it is like having a biz bestie. It is somebody who they know everything that's going on in your business or a lot of it. And it's a way to kind of bounce ideas off of somebody. And I think that's a great, actually, you helped me with this. It's a great thing to ask somebody when you're hiring them. Hey, do you, are you just a yes, do the task person? Or are you also going to come to the table with some input and, you know, be available for, you know, sharing some ideas as well? Because I know one of the things that I really like about having BAs is they don't just work for me. So they're actually seeing other people's businesses and they actually have great suggestions in many areas. And if they're available and, and you ask, they can really help you in your business in ways that you might not have even considered. A hundred percent. And I think a lot of business owners are actually afraid of change. Mm-hmm. So they hire that yes person because they're like, nope, things are fine. I don't want to change them. That's scary. That means up-leveling, whatever mindset craps underlying there, there is an element of fear. And so they hire that yes person, but then they're frustrated because they're not getting the results they thought they were going to get out of the yes person. But when you hire that yes person, how do you plan on improving your business unless you're constantly being the person to push the needle forward? And if that's what you want to do, great. But 
if you hire a person who's willing to give you some insights and is available for you to bounce ideas off of, it's incredible. Like it is game changing. Suddenly there's a lot of pressure off of you to be the one to constantly come up with the ideas and all the things, but it's also more fun. I mean, I don't know about you. I can stand all day and write ideas on a whiteboard, or I can send a couple DMs back and forth with my VA. One's a heck of a lot more fun than the other. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's, it's a great, really enjoyable way to grow a business when you have somebody that has buy-in because they're helping you make the decisions. It helps them take ownership. They are a part of your company. And it's a really fun way to grow together because essentially you are growing together as a company. And uh, I think having their buy-in just feels really good. Like you said, it's being a solopreneur can feel really lonely and you have somebody to celebrate with, you know, because you're creating these wins together. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's just about hiring that person to do all the things like you mentioned earlier that you don't enjoy doing so that you can stay in your zone of genius. And if your zone of genius is coming up with new ideas for your business, fantastic. Then stay in that lane and let them take care of the rest that's bogging down your mental power. Or if you're better at like just doing the coaching and the admin stuff is just out of your realm, fine. Hire someone to do that. It's not about giving up your business. It's about finding the supporting players that are going to give you more mental capacity, you more time. I mean, I tell my clients, it's finding someone to give you back your family time or your free time and having that flow. Because right now, if you hired a yes person, or if you haven't hired a VA at all, you are the roadblock in your business. Mm -hmm. That's a hard pill to swallow. And the roadblock in your life and in your family in a lot of ways, because like you mentioned, you're buying back your time. And if somebody came to you right now and said, hey, for $40 a week, you could spend more time with your family, would you do it? That's really what this is. It's it's an exchange and it's you delegating tasks that would probably take you more time than it's going to take that person anyways. And it gets you to enjoy your life more. You're buying some of your time back and you get to enjoy life, which means you're just at a higher vibe and people want to be around people like that helps you in your business. I know I do. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then Tracy asks, what's the best way to communicate the areas I'm looking to receive help from a VA? First, you have to know them. So you have to spend the time before you even put an ad out there. It's not about, I need an Instagram VA. It's about what do I want out of Instagram? What needs to happen to get that result? And what parts of that am I not willing to do Mm. as an example? So if you know that you want to get more clients out of Instagram, then you need to do some lead generation in Instagram. And that means reaching out to people and posting content on your Instagram. Well, if you're not interested in doing any of that, that's fine. You can hire someone, but now you can go and write an ad and say, I'm needing an Instagram VA who can help me do lead generation and content creation so that I can focus on the conversations that need to happen with these people once they're in my realm. That is a lot more powerful than saying, I need an Instagram VA and getting a hundred VAs who all say, I know how to post to Instagram. You don't need someone to post Instagram. You need someone to understand your voice, to be able to create content that sounds like you, that's going to resonate with your ideal client and find leads who are actually quality leads, not just Joe Blow off the street because he's not actually a good fit for you. Right. I think that's a really great way to say it too, is like be more specific. And if I could answer Tracy's question as well with something that I know you helped me with, it's write down all the things you do in a day. Yeah. And out of those things, what do you not like doing or what takes you more time than it might take somebody else? 
And if you do that for a week or two or, or longer, you'll have your list of what you want your VA to do for you. And it'll just create itself because you've made a list of what you do that you don't want to do anymore. Absolutely. So make that list and then prioritize it because on that list is probably going to be bookkeeping too, but maybe that's not a priority to outsource. Or maybe you have something that's like, I want to create a course. Well, that's great, but you need the clients right now. So the lead generation is the important one. So I see a lot of people make the mistake when they're hiring a VA, they hire based on what their pain is right now, which is, I want to create this course, but I don't know how, but that course is no good to you if you can't afford to pay the person to build it. So focus on the most important piece, which is getting clients. Mm -hmm. Once you're getting clients, then you can build, you can start the podcast, you can put yourself out there. You know, people try and spread themselves so thin with like, I'm going to create a course and I'm going to have a podcast and have a Facebook group, and I'm going to be on all the different platforms and they exhaust themselves. And then they try and hire someone and they're like, well, I need a Pinterest VA for this. And I need a podcast editor for that. And meanwhile, they have no clients. And they don't have enough time to go find those clients because they're now managing all these people. So number one priority, getting clients. If that's lead generation, great. If that's creating content and getting visible, great. But your core priority needs to be clients. Once you have enough clients to be able to hire a team member to help you build out the rest, one step at a time. But clients first. Katie, I didn't even pay her to say that. But I want you to hear what she's saying because I preach that all the time as a sales coach. You don't have any business doing anything else until you are getting consistent clients, until you can consistently get sales. And maybe that's 2K a month. Maybe that's, it doesn't matter the amount. It's, are you consistently able to bring that in? Do you have a system for doing that? That's what I teach in my next level sales. And if you don't have that system yet, that's your area of focus, not 18 other tactics. Because I see that happening a lot with people where they're like, I don't have clients yet. So I'm going to try 18 other things, which actually are just distracting them and spreading them thin from focusing on getting sales, get in conversations, get more visible. That's where it's at. And to add kind of insult to injury, if that's you, the problem and the reason why you're not getting clients with or without all those pieces is because your messaging is off and you're not targeting the right people. And do you think that if you then go and create a course or a podcast or anything else, that that is going to resonate if your one-on-one conversations aren't working? Nope. It's just not going to happen. Thank you so, for saying it like that. Those one-on, if you're not converting in a one-on-one conversation, you don't have any business talking anywhere else to anybody else until you get clear on that and you start making consistent sales from messaging the right way. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people check out my Instagram and my Facebook and they're like, Kate, you don't post much. I'm like, no, because I'm in the DMs. I'm having really solid conversations, genuine conversations, not, hey, do you want to buy my stuff conversations? But, oh, you're a VA. Like, you know, having those really deep, personal, genuine conversations. Action conversations. So important. And, yep. I don't need to be posting everywhere. I don't need to spend my time or my VA's time doing that when everything else is working, just having conversations. Yep. That's a great point to make. You don't need to be posting all the time. I mean, is a presence going to help create awareness around you and your business? Yes, but just do it consistently. Even once a week would be fine if you're doing it consistently and in conversations consistently. That has to be your non-negotiable every day. Absolutely. hundred percent. 
Yeah. I love you have to bring that up too. Cause people are looking going, wait, you're not posting every day. And I love that you said that. Yeah. You're not seeing what I'm doing every day. And what I'm doing is creating relationships by getting into conversations. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. You don't have a business without conversations because you don't have a network. You don't have collaboration opportunities. You don't have clients. You can post all you want on social. And I see people do it all the time. They're like, I'm everywhere. Like, congratulations, but you're nowhere because you don't have clients. So let's start having personal conversations because you're talking to the wall. Yep. That's exactly it. Nobody's buying from a post. Well, some people sometimes, sure, but ultimately (laughs) it's it's your conversation. So thank you for letting me even just highlight that because it's just so important that you said it, whether regardless of what business you're in, you need to be having conversations, building relationships and creating opportunities. And everything will happen faster when you do that. You'll be able to hire faster. You'll have more clarity around your messaging faster. You'll be able to scale faster, adding more programs or courses or whatever. Everything moves faster when you focus on that core piece of having conversations because suddenly you know what you need to build a course on. And then you can hire the right VA to help you build that course because they can write the content for you. Or you know, you'll know that people in your ideal client they don't want group programs. So let's not create a group program. Let's create a course or let's create one-on-one with an element of a course. You learn so much about your next steps if you just stop and listen. Yes. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you wanna help people. As a matter of fact, you wanna help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I gonna find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, Watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. That's such a great point. Thank you for for making that point because it is. Listen to your people, be in connection, build relationships. And the other thing that I think comes up for me is the comparison thing because a lot of people are like, but I can't do it yet because I'm not where she is. She's posting all the time. And like somebody said that to me once. They're like, you're everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing any of that. I'm in conversations, what I'm doing now I'm helping create the content. It's my voice. It's my words, but I've got a team that helps me do that. So for somebody to compare themselves to anybody is so unfair. You don't know how I'm making that happen. And you don't know what I'm doing. What I'm doing is I've bought back my time so that I can be that person in the DM so that I can be that person having all those conversations because those relationships are what bring the clients to us. And people are comparing their first level to someone else's 10th level. Mm -hmm. They don't see the pain and struggle that got you to the 10th level. They don't see the five people you hired before you found the right person. They don't see the failed courses or the failed programs. They don't see that. And so when you then go and try and compare to that, you're comparing to the social media beauty that shows the perfection. 
And yes, even in live streams, when you share that honesty, that's not what people are hearing and seeing when they're doing the comparison. They're going, well, of course that went wrong, but you fixed it. Now you have this 20K month. Like, yeah, but there was a lot of learning that had to happen for me to get there. There was a lot of not 20K months in order to get that 20K month. (laughs) And even when you know all the strategy, I mean, I teach strategy and marketing. I will be totally honest and say that there are moments when I'm like, I don't know what I need to do. I, I don't know how to do this strategy. I don't know how to do that. And it takes that moment of like spin, if I will, to like, just let it all out and then go, who am I kidding? I teach people how to do this. I do know this and stop comparing to other people and just look within and see what your next step truly is and go from there. And it's just, you know, you can compare people's strategies, you can compare people's marketing. It means nothing because their strategy might not work for you if you don't believe in it, or, you know, you could do all the things, but not actually take action. I mean, you can create the course. It's not going to sell itself. So it's all about believing in whatever you're doing, doing what's right for you and giving up the part of you that actually cares what other people are doing, because you probably wouldn't be happy in their business. So why are you trying to recreate it? Right. Such a good way to put it. You probably wouldn't be happy in their life or in their business. You are unique. You're different. And comparing is just, it's not serving anybody. Yeah. A hundred percent. So we have some really, some more really great questions here. Um, Are there VAs that specialize in health coaches and in things like marketing? Absolutely. So what I teach my VAs is the four foundations. You have to know who your ideal client is. You have to know who your target market is. You have to know what your niche is and then what services you're going to offer. So when we walk them through those four really core foundational pieces, they then know, okay, my ideal client is someone who's really passionate and driven and knows what they're going after. And the target market is their health coach. And, you know, the niche is that they want to do email marketing for them or social media. So there is absolutely VAs out there who do marketing for health coaches, who know the lingo, who know who your ideal client is and how to write things in a way that's going to work. And they know what you need rather than what you want. Because that's the other thing I teach them is you may come to them and say, I need email marketing. And they go, Really what you need is to narrow down your voice because your current email marketing isn't working because you're talking to everyone instead of that really specific group. So it is absolutely out there for you. It's just finding the right person who's a right fit for you, for your business and your personality. And we had a really great question actually from Kim. She said, how do you know when they are the right person? Intuition. I mean, really is what it comes down to in your gut. You're going to know. and. I'll tell you a story. When I went off on my own and started this coaching business, I hired my first VA and I was like, it's going to be so good. I was so excited. They're going to do lead generation for me because I'm an introvert. And so I know that initiating conversations with strangers is not my strong point. I love deep conversation. I hate the, so the weather today is sunny. Mm-hmm. That's just not where I really thrive. So I was hiring someone to do some lead generation so that I had a bucket of people to have those conversations with on a deeper level. And I hired her and I was so excited that I let that override that pit in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And a week goes by and I hadn't heard from her. And at this point she should have done like five hours of work. And by the Friday I was like, Hey, 
haven't heard anything. Like don't have any list of leads, like what's going on. And a week later, I finally hear back from her and she's like, uh, my brother got cancer. I had to fly across the country and I just haven't had a chance to message you. I was like, okay, that is horrible. But then I found out that it was like a week before she was hired. And so I should have listened to that pit in my stomach. The part of me that said something's off, something's not quite right. And kudos to her for trying to make it work. You know, it's not about her as a person, but I had that feeling that I should have listened to. Yeah. So then I had to go back to my pool of people and then go and try and find that person that was a good fit. And I interviewed a few people and one person I was kind of like, wow, that pit's there. Something's just not quite right. And then there was this other woman. She charged a bit more and I was like, oh, do I want to spend that much money? I don't know. I was like, I'm going to take a chance. Said 30 days. Let's give us a try. Can I tell you, she is the best wing woman I have ever had. She is amazing. And so I just had a feeling she's worth her weight in gold. I would pay her wage and more any day of the week because she's just my person. So beyond knowing that you're hiring for the right position and hiring the person with the right skills that you need, it really comes down to, are they a good fit? Does it feel good? And giving yourself a trial period. Is it a week? Is it two weeks? Is it a month? It's up to you and them and what your agreement is, but nothing's set in stone. It's always okay to say, Hey, it's not working. It's not personal. It's just not working right. and finding the right person. And when you find them, Oh my goodness, it feels good. And you'll know. Yeah, I totally agree. And I know that can seem a little bit like vague, but it's the truth. <laughs> like, you know, you, you do. And, and even if you know it first and it works out for 60 days, And then you find out "Eh, maybe this isn't working. You'll know then, and you'll learn something like that's the thing for me. Part of the reason why I really know that my VAs are amazing and we work so well as a team now is I had other ones before that. And I know what I didn't want. Yeah. So I was able to be more specific about what I did want in future hires. And so that was really just seeing even the ones that didn't work out as still benefiting me was really helpful. And it's the communication. Like you have to be willing to be open and have honest communication. I mean, there have been times where I've had to approach my VA and been like, Hey, this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Can we just talk about that? And for the first three months, I think of our contract, we checked in every 30 days and -hmm. actually rewrote the contract to redefine what we actually needed and what, what was working, what wasn't working and just took a 20 minute phone call at the end of the month to go, okay, let's, what's the goal? What's next month's goal. Okay. So based on that, I need you to do this. And this is the kind of the expected outcome and then rewriting the contract. So we both felt solid in it. So communications key, not being afraid. I mean, you're the boss. At the end of the day, whether you want to be or not, you are the boss. It's your business and the results are up to you, even if you have a team of 100. If you steer that train wrong, it's not the train's fault. You have to be willing to be honest with yourself, have honest communication, and be willing to say, hey, it's not working. And either let that person go or reassess and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important to remember. And that's one of the toughest things about being a business owner, being an entrepreneur in general, you're a leader and leadership skills may not all be intact right off the bat. This is a learn as you go kind of thing. In many cases, you're going to go, Oh, whoa. Okay. I need to, I need to step into the CEO role here. I need to be like, because you are paying these people and you have a right to ask for what you want. 
and stay open for feedback and everything else. But yeah, we've got to step into that role in a bigger way and it can feel uncomfortable at first, but it's really important to the relationship that you're building with that person and the work that they're doing for you. And I think, I mean, one thing that I preach on a lot in my community is especially VAs, but in any coaches, whatever, most of us didn't come into this to run a business, Mm -hmm. right? None of us went, I'm going to run a business. I'm going to be a coach or I'm going to be a VA. You started it because you needed a side income, because you love health coaching, because you love, you've been through this process and you want to teach others how to do it whatever it may be. But the first thing on your mind probably wasn't, I'm going to run a business. And I can guarantee you probably didn't learn how to successfully run a business in high school. And if you went to post-secondary, unless you went and got a business degree, even then there's probably missing holes. And so I always tell my VAs, you can go get skills training anywhere. I'm not your girl, but I will teach you the business of the business. I will teach you what's right and what's wrong. I will teach you, you know, the foundational piece to build a successful business and then how to grow and scale and what strategies to use from there, because that's, what's not talked about. People Mm want to say like, I'll teach you how to do email marketing. That's fantastic. If I don't know how to market it or put myself out there, then how am I supposed to build my business, but also how am I supposed to help my clients do what they want to do because they're also struggling with how to build their business. Right. So it's about understanding that this is a business. It is its own entity. You are the boss, whether you are ready for it or not. Mm -hmm. And every decision you make will have a big impact on what your next step looks like. Right. Yeah. I think that's really important to remember, like you stepping into this in a bigger way means taking on some things that maybe you hadn't anticipated would be part of it but it's part of the job. And in order to do the work that you really love doing, there are things that you have to roles that you have to learn and step into in a bigger way. And uh, knowing that you become a better person in that process, I think is really where the gift is. And trusting yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you're a lot more powerful than you give yourself credit for. And you have a lot more between your two ears than you give yourself credit for. And so when you look at that and you allow yourself to make mistakes, You have to start every day going, today might be a mistake, but tomorrow I'm going to know better. And when you have that approach, you can't make a mistake because everything is just a lesson and everything is the next opportunity to improve and do better and grow better and grow faster. But if you spend your entire day going, oh my gosh, that might make a mistake. Uh, I think I just made a mistake. I made a mistake. That's it. Game over. I'm going to shut down for the day. Then tomorrow you're going to start in the same place that yesterday started. I like to say, and you may have taught this to me, every decision I make is the right one. Yeah, absolutely. It's either going to work out the way I wanted it to, or I'm going to learn from it. And all of my decisions have taught me something in some way. Absolutely. Sometimes it hurts to look back and see what the lesson was. <laughs> we do it. That's why you have a coach so that you can <laughs> that, like be picked up when you're you know, down in the dumps because something didn't work out. Um, that's why it's so valuable to invest in yourself. So we have a couple of other really good questions in there around how many hours per week? So Tracy says, what's the average to expect that a new VA works per week or per month? And Mary says, can you hire a VA for two hours a week? So these are a little bit similar mm-hmm. in, in the question themselves. Absolutely. So it all depends on a couple of factors. One, what are they doing? I mean, if you're wanting two or three social media platforms to be taken care of, is two hours a week enough? Probably not. But if you are just having someone go do some lead generation for you, yeah, sure. Two hours is great. 
or if they're just checking your emails for you, sure, it takes five minutes. So it depends on the task. What do you want them to do? The other thing is how the VA works. So some VAs are hourly. Some of them are retainers and some of them are packaged. And so it really depends on what model they're using. If they're hourly, then you can hire them for five hours here or 10 hours there. If it's a retainer, maybe it's five hours for the whole month and you get to use them as you want. And maybe it's a package of five hours where they go in and they do certain tasks and certain things. And that's what you get for that chunk of time and that money. So it depends on how they model. It depends on how they're working their business, but also what you need is what you want realistic in the timeframe that you're looking to hire. So if you only have a budget for 10 hours a month at this price, it might be better look at, okay, my budget is $200 and go and find the results that you want for that amount of money or a portion of those results. And you can do the rest. So I always say, know your budget. Otherwise you're going to get on calls and either be like, Oh, I can afford 10 of you, or I don't have enough budget. What do I do? So it's always good. I mean, just like when you're starting a design project or whatever else, know your budget. Once you know your budget, then you can better decide, okay, what results do I want? What part do I need this person to play? And then how do I move forward from here? But yeah, two hours a week is totally possible. It's just finding the right person to do the job that you need done. And, you know, going from there and seeing what, if they're a good fit and if you want to grow from there. Right. And I think that's really a great way to look at it too. That's the recommendation I give my clients a lot. If you haven't had a VA yet, see if there is somebody who, you know, runs their business in a way that they'd be available for maybe one or two hours a week and just kind of get your feet wet a little bit with what it's like to delegate some tasks, get delegation is hard at first if you've never done it. And it's hard when it's your business to let go of things that you've always been doing yourself. And so I think for me personally, one of the ways that I like to move into things is I like to wean myself off of one and kind of step into another. It's just been a transition that's always worked well for me. And I recommend that to my clients do that with a VA. You know, they run their own businesses. So like you said, they, they get to package things, however, works best for them because they're business owners as well. But finding one that's available for a couple of hours a week would be a great way to get started working with delegating. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with saying, this is my budget. This is what I'm getting, looking to get done. What can you do? Mm-hmm. And they might come back and be like, well, what you're asking is a lot, mm-hmm. but I could do these tasks or a portion of this. And maybe it won't post every day, but maybe I'll schedule the posts that you write or whatever. They can come back and get creative. And I can tell you most VAs enjoy that. They love being able to add some diversity to their day and kind of mix things up and have that freedom to kind of play a little bit within their business. So it's not the same as selling a coaching package where this is it and it's cut and dry and it is what it is there is room to play and get ideas and flow. So just be open to the possibilities, be open to having honest conversations with them about what their rates actually are and what it would look like to do these tasks for you. And then do a trial run. Nothing is in blood. Like you can change your mind at any time. And so can they, I mean, that's the other side of it is they're running a business. If you're not getting stuff to them on time, you're missing deadlines. It just doesn't feel like a good fit you're not treating them nicely, heaven forbid, like they're a person, they're a business, they're not your employee and they have to be treated with respect too. So, you know, a lot of people look at a VA as another employee. They're like the lesser than they're just here to get the dirty work done. 
that's not who they are. They're really incredible women who are doing this to feed their families or to quit the nine to five or to leave an abusive relationship. Like I've heard it all. They're doing really incredible things. And so they're just there to help make your life easier. So make it easy to make your life easier by doing the things that they need from you to do the job the best they can. I love that. I love how you make it easy for them to do the work for you. Yeah. That's and, and your job. They enjoy it more. They want to keep it. Cause like you said, they could leave at any time too. They could change their mind at any time too. And if you're creating a miserable work situation, why do they want to stick around? There's yeah. plenty of other people who need VAs. There's plenty of other work that they could go find. So we want to remember how we treat them is just as important as the work that they're doing for us. And the work is better that they do yeah. for us when they feel good about it. Well, they become invested, right? I can tell you when I started as a VA, I had one client who I was with for seven years and I was part of their family. I've never met them in person ever. They were across the country from me, but we were family. Like we sent birthday cards and Christmas cards. And it was like family because I understood her business inside and out. I was invested. Her success was my success. And I was all in and that's possible for you too, but you have to be able to create that environment where they want to be invested. They want to dig in. They want to do their best to get you the best outcome because they know that the payouts there and how you treat them and how, you know, they're going to get more hours or there's got to be a benefit. Right. And so it's all about just knowing that how you, what you put out is what you're going to receive back. Yeah. I love that. It's a good way to look at anything in life. One more, cause I know we're a little over time. So I, but I want to ask this question cause this is always, you know, a big one for everybody. What is the expected fees? The question is what's the expected fees with which to pay a normal VA. But I think, I don't know that there's an expected, I think there's maybe some ranges that we could talk about. Would that be yeah. more appropriate? Yes. So I'm going to tread a bit lightly on this topic because there is a huge variety, but I will address $2 an hour isn't always the best and it's not always the worst. There are cultures out there that feel that it is don't require the same amount of income as we do here in North America. And that is okay. But I still empower them to charge what they would charge in North America because they're worth it too. What says that their skills are worth any less just because they live somewhere different. And I have seen a few of those women actually move to the U S but because of their skin color, because of where they're from, they're still offered $2 an hour. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to put an end to that because that's not okay, but it is out there. There are VAs out there who will do things for $2 an hour and that's okay for them. If that's all they're asking, fine. Sometimes you're going to get really good quality work because there are some really talented VAs out there who live in places where they don't have to charge as much to live. Sometimes you're not going to get good work. So it is hit or miss. I can't say that it's the right way or the wrong way to go, but I will tell you just to proceed with caution. That said, you can pay upward of $150 an hour. It depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking for a general VA who's just going to do some administrative tasks, likely someone who's left a receptionist or administrative nine to five job, and that is their skill set. They know how to run an office like it's nobody's business, and they will keep you on track and on time and emails answered, and they'll be to a T amazing. Mm -hmm. And they'll probably charge anywhere from $20 to $40 an hour for that, Mm -hmm. knowing that, yes, they might have made less at their other job, but they've got expenses too. They have health insurance to pay for. They might have an office outside of their home. 
it's a business. They have expenses. So you have to know that you could, yes, hire an employee for $14 an hour somewhere, but it's different. Then you have on the other end of the spectrum, um, you know, $100 or more an hour, they are experts at their job. They have honed in on a niche, whether it's webinars or email marketing or funnel building or podcast editing or video editing, graphic design, whatever it may be, they are really good at their jobs. But you've got to be at the point that it's worth hiring that. There are really good graphic designers at $25 an hour too, because they're just getting started and they're just getting comfortable. So it depends. Are you looking for the yes person Mm -hmm. who's probably going to be a lower range? Or are you looking for that person who is going to be like all in, this is what you need to do. This is the strategy, almost like a consultant. Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to pay more for. You're going to pay more for that consultancy role where you go to them and go, this is what I want to do. How do I do it? And they go, verbal diarrhea. These are all the things. Here's all the steps. I'm going to go do it for you now. Mm -hmm. That's what you, what your range is. So yes, person expensive person who knows exactly what they need to do and how to do it and all the strategies behind it. And they're up on, you know, what's, what's up for today in that world. And there's the middle range too. I mean, there's no right. There's no wrong. It's what is your budget? What do you need is a good graphic designer for $20 an hour within your budget right now. Great. Go find them. They exist. It's not that they don't. It's just finding the one that's the right fit for you. And maybe you're at that six figure mark and you're just nailing it. And you're like, I need a podcast editor. That's going to take me to the next level and just make this thing shine. Maybe you pay a bit more. Yeah, It's choice. It comes down to your business, your choice. What is the right fit for you? There is quality at every price range. And I think just what feels good, what allows you to feel better about how you show up in your business? What investment are you making in that person that allows you to feel better about who you are and how you show up? So I think, I think that's a big piece of it too. I don't think there's a right amount. I think it's what feels right to you. And it's, you know, if paying that invoice every month feels icky, then there's a block there somewhere. And either you need to let them go because it's not a good fit for you, or you need to figure that block out because feeling icky with that money mindset block issue is going to cause you a whole lot of money issues somewhere else in your life. Like maybe not getting any more clients to pay for that person. It's like sending energy out into the world saying, yeah, it doesn't feel good to be letting money go. And the universe goes, well, then I just won't send it to you to give it away. (laughs) So it's all about being in alignment with what feels good working through the crap that comes up when it comes to hiring someone and knowing that if it's just not a good fit, it's not a good fit and it's okay. Yeah. And if you ever doubt things, this is what I did. Take back some of the tasks that you were delegating and you'll find out real fast <laughs> right? <laughs> why you want to keep delegating and why it's important that, that, you know what, this is why I don't want to do these things. And to me, that's where the value is. I get to be me in the areas of my life that I enjoy being in. And it's, I'm not investing my time in things that I really don't enjoy doing. Oh, absolutely. It's just not worth it. And yeah. the rest of your business will struggle because you'll start to resent it or you'll just not enjoy going, getting out of bed to go to work in the morning. And when you start having that energy behind it, it just doesn't serve at all anywhere. Yeah. It, it was funny. I'll tell this story real quick. And then, uh, you know, I, I want to wrap up to respect everybody's time, but there was a question about two weeks ago that was asked of me about one of my clients asked me about something in my business. And I went, 
Yeah, I don't know how we do that. I don't remember. Because it's not my job. That's I'm the CEO. I stay here and I lead the company and I've delegated those roles and they've been figured out by the solution, you know, that that my team has come up with. And I literally was like, I don't remember how we do that. Now I went and asked and I figured it out, you know, because it is my company and I still want to know, but I don't need to know. I think that's the nice thing too, is I do get to stay where I show up best and I don't need to know all those things. I pay people that do them really well for me. Right. That's the power. A, being able to say, I don't know. And being okay with that, because I know a lot of people that I work with are like, what do I say if they ask me a question that I don't know? I'm like, you say you don't know and you go figure it out. <laughs> it's not that hard. My favorite things about my Carly's. They're like, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Awesome. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Then they'll go figure it out. They'll go do, you know, whatever needs to be done. And they come back with a solution, which is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, just trusting that, you know, when you hire the right people, you don't need to know everything inside and out. You just need to know that it's functioning, that it's getting you a result that you're looking for, and then just leave it be. Stop trying to fix things that aren't broken. Yes. Yeah. Keep your hands out of where you're not. I joke about that all the time too. There's systems in my company that I know I should not be in. (laughs) I'm going to mess something up somewhere that somebody has set up to work in a way that me being a part of that does not need to happen. So yeah. That's amazing. So I know that this has been amazing for everybody. I mean, I've learned so much and I've already learned so much from you, but just here today, I've learned even more. So thank you, Kate, for being here. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find more of you? Absolutely. So I do have the VA Success Sisterhood community. If you have a VA who is looking for a little support, it's an amazing community. It's educational. There's no promotion. So it's just getting them to where they want to go in their business. So if you have a VA, definitely make that recommendation. Otherwise, you can always find me on Instagram at k.ratten or on Facebook at Coach Kate Ratten. So, you know, I'm there. I have this referral network. If you're looking for a VA, don't hesitate to reach out. I can always help make recommendations or steer you towards the referral network. And I'm also teasing the idea of, because my group isn't promotional, having an opportunity for people to post ads that would go out to my email list. That's something that you're interested in. Um, Let me know, whether comment below or whatever, let me know. And I'm exploring whether that's an option that would be interesting. Okay. So they could actually say, I'm looking for a VA and your email list that you send out consistently would say, Hey, this is what somebody wants. Yeah. Very cool. Cause I know some of the women in the comments have mentioned that. So ladies, Kate is in our group. So she'll go in and, you know, respond to all your comments as well. So if you had any questions um, or if you're watching the replay and you have any, please pop your questions in there. And I'd love to hear what your favorite takeaways are. I know Kate would love to hear those as well. So please share those in the comments and, uh, send your VA over to uh, Kate's world so that they can get some great training from her. You betcha. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Kate. Thank you ladies for being here. And uh, I am just so grateful for this opportunity to bring you into my community because I know how valuable this was. So thank you. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. And I just am so grateful for the opportunity. Awesome. All right, ladies, I will see you all soon. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. 
you can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.